Here's an example of me being a nerd. So I, I printed out the uh, the most recent budget, which uh, yeah, I love looking at the budget. You know, it's so funny because like somebody when I was talking to Perry, I was like, I was like, I love looking at the city budget. Look at this. Well, this That's amazing. It. I love it. This is. I need a copy of this. Well, I'll leave it with you. Oh, uh, heck you, you yeah. Can, you can read it page this by page. This is amazing. I love this. But, no, you're right. I mean, over $70 million every year. It's a lot mm -hmm. of money. Um, but record here. This gives you the good mics. Uh, good. All right. Well, this is going to be interesting because I have no idea who you are or anything. Well, and uh, I've never done a podcast before. So. Exactly. Yeah, you can put those on. And then once you put them on, you can kind of hear me like, perfect. This is how it sounds like to be on a podcast. Yes. <laughs> and then you can take the mic and bring it really close to your mouth. So that way you can kind of hear yourself talk. Okay. So here, first time speaking into a podcast microphone. Yeah. Isn't it cool? It is cool. Yeah, you can kind of hear the other person. I always tell people it's kind of like you can uh, like really hear what the other person is saying and you can really kind of dive into the conversation, basically. But before we start, let me just grab my drink, too, because I know I'm going to uh, start getting <laughs> thirsty. Put this here. All right, camera. Check one more time. You, all, you never know with these all these cameras running. <laughs> Usually, I need like an assistant uh, to make sure everything's good. Yeah. This feels really, really official. Yeah. There's a lot of equipment out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So th this is a this is a good podcast setup. You know. Uh, I think what, uh, how I saw this was I was watching a lot of podcasts and um, I was like, you know what? I should just do this too. So then I was just, like, just jump in and do it. Just jump in. And I'm like, I'm, I already have cameras. So might as well just, I got this table at a thrift stop. Um, they were like clearing out their like, uh, you know, furniture and this table was a dollar. So oh, I was wow. like, I was like, I'll take it. It's a dollar. I like these chairs. They have a Madman, you know, the TV show. Oh yeah, yeah, Mad yeah. Feel. We're also a thrift stop as well too. <laughs> it could have been from that set. Who knows? All right. Well, let me officially start this again. Uh, welcome to a new podcast. Uh, today I have another candidate that's going to be running for city council. Right. That's right. And uh, your name is Spencer. Yeah, Spencer Cutler. Spencer Cutler. And I really don't know anything about you. So this is why I, uh, what I did was I figured out everybody's email. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, hey, come on down to my podcast so we can kind of get to know you and uh, um, see, see who people are going to be potentially voting for. So I already had Leah on. I don't know if you know too much about Leah or anything like that. Um, I do. I don't know her personally, but mm -hmm. she's been active in the community for a long time, and yeah. her name is well recognized. So. Yep, uh, she's got she's got name recognition. Um, now, uh, what seat are you running for? So I'm running for seat five. 
Seat five too. Yep. So that's the same seat as Leah. Oh, okay. So basically, who's on seat five is you got Leah, then we got you, and then we got that young gal. I forgot her name. Um, Hannah Cameron. Hannah. Yeah, I have her coming on as well too. Oh, good. So I found that very interesting that a very young person is going to be like uh, I don't know how young she is, but she seemed young. Yeah. Uh, well, she, it's kind of funny because I felt like uh, one reason I want to run is, you know, a new generation, mm-hmm. get a younger person. Yeah. But I realized I'm not that young to a lot of people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the way I feel. Too. Like, we're no longer young. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, usually I like to kind of uh, start these things with like, uh, you know, kind of get to know who who you are essentially and what you do and stuff like that. So that way people kind of get an idea you know, a little bit of your background. So I guess, can you like talk about like, uh, I know you work uh, at CSI because you told me that in an email, right? I and, do. Yep. and then you realize that like, uh, I'm related to uh, Samra. She's, yeah. she's, uh, she's basically like a professor uh, and she, she now has a doctorate uh, as well. She's done a lot of schooling. Yeah, she's done a, yeah. she's done a lot of schooling. She's a we have a doctor in our family now, <laughs> but not a real doctor. Uh, so you, I think you realize that like we're related, and you didn't know that. No, and you know, uh, hey Arnell, I'm, I know your videos and, mm-hmm. and whatever, but I, I didn't know what your last name was, and yeah. I saw your email, and I thought, well, that's not a common name. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, and your mother also works mm-hmm. uh, not for CSI but at CSI. At CSI, yeah. And she's just always been very kind. It's nice to see her around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there you go. You already know my mom and my sister. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but uh, let's kind of get uh, to know you a little bit. So I guess, can you give me a little bit of background? Like, were you born here? Like, uh, how, where'd you grow up? Yeah, I was born and raised uh, here in Twin Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, uh, when I was younger, it was out on my grandparents' farm, just outside of city limits. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my parents moved us into town mm-hmm. but yeah i've born and raised here um have lived a few other places for short stints but this has always been home and that's where i'm raising my family and building my career that's so. awesome yeah so you were you were originally a farm boy right mm-hmm. working on the farm <laughs> and then uh, uh then you moved to a uh, twin uh probably later on you know uh, in your life uh so now what is it that you do at csi yeah, so I've been at CSI, uh, I've been the physical plant director mm-hmm. for four years now. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, just my department watches out for all the college's physical assets. Uh, we, you know, we, we try to support the educators and instructors that are there and, and provide a good environment for the students. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we do the, the maintenance and construction and groundskeeping and take care of the motor pool and so you you guys are like responsible to making sure everything's that's you know everything at csi runs good i guess right like uh hardware wise uh all the maintenance that goes along with it uh i guess um what what got you really interested in uh, wanting to run for city council how did that come about like what uh what triggered that i guess um, I just really like Twin Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, born and raised here, like Twin Falls. It's a way to give back. Um, things have worked out well for me that I'm in a spot. I have the ability to do this now. Yeah. Um, also, I've got two kids, and they're just old enough now that I feel like I can take a little bit more time away from them to do something like this. Mm-hmm. And I want them to see 
me doing this. It's a, um, you know, a good example for them, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that makes sense. Now, going back to uh, a little bit, uh, you know, when when you know, just growing up here, did you kind of did you? When did you first, I guess, want to start running for city council? Were you, did you ever see something like, ooh, uh, I wish that was done a little bit different? Or were you just kind of like, oh, I want to just get it started in the process or so forth? Uh, it never crossed my mind until mm -hmm. about two years ago. Mm -hmm. And actually at the college, uh, we had to get some of the college property uh, rezoned. Mm -hmm. And I uh, had to go to a few meetings about that kind of triggered my interest a little bit mm -hmm. and then um yeah it just kind of grew from there and i and then you're like yeah. i this seems very interesting yeah. uh, i know my sister is uh on the historic commission as well so she's involved in that as well uh the historic preservation commission um and uh she does way more stuff than I do. <laughs> you know, I'm more of an outdoor person and uh, I'll kind of get involved, uh, you know, uh, whatever I can. Now, I had a whole bunch of questions that I was going to try to ask Leah, but uh, what ended up happening was uh, we would talk and then we would stretch out these answers very long and then we never finished these questions. So maybe what I'll do is... Uh, We'll try to push these questions through you and see if we can go get uh, get them done. Um, I know that you have a, like a meeting that you got to get to, so we'll see. You know, a good uh, good hour. You know, here you know just flies by so quick. Honestly, sure. well, I hope so because I've been my biggest fear today was not being first time podcaster or anything like that. I was like. I'm kind of a nerd. I'm kind of boring. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm going to talk about for an hour. So, yeah. Um, well, you're like, well, well, I'm going to get you to talk about all kinds of stuff. So, uh, well, this is, these are just random questions that I really found. And then I was like, all right, well, let's see where this kind of like leads to. So this, I'm going to start off with the same questions that I started off with like Leah, which was basically kind of like, can you talk about like, uh, what do you think, like, of downtown as it stands now? She was basically saying that, you know, when, when she first started, right, uh, she has a business literally, like, two blocks down. Well, not block down, like, two, three uh, buildings down. Just a couple doors down. Yeah, she's literally right there. That's why I got her first. I was like, hey, come on the podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, I was asking her about the health, uh, the health of downtown. What do you think of the downtown in general? Do you think it's drive? Uh, thriving is there any kind of improvements that could be made to it and so forth yeah just as a consumer and a citizen it seems like it's thriving mm -hmm. i mean i didn't used to come downtown much but the last few years i find myself down here a lot so from that perspective it seems like it's really thriving and for the business owners i hope that is the case mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh where do you like to kind of go downtown uh, like what do you like to do here yeah well i mean there's lots of options for food and drink, so mm -hmm. that's always fun. Yeah, it gets you off the the main busy roadways. Blue lakes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I love bicycling, mountain bikes, road bikes, anything. So there's a great bicycle shop. Shout out to Bull Moose Bicycles. Oh yeah. Um, there's uh, well at least three clothing shops down here. Oh um, yeah, yeah, multiple ones. Um, well, and actually, I'm thinking of four right now. So maybe there's more. There's you know, more, yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's just, you can do a lot of stuff here, mm -hmm. but you have to get out of your car and walk around and it's an experience. It's different than pulling up to a gigantic asphalt parking lot and walking into a big box. 
do you see any kind of like potential improvements uh, or how would you handle um, like, uh, uh, you know, like anything, new changes to downtown? There's like a new construction building here next to us here. Uh, do you think downtown needs anything? Like, is there anything uh, that you think you would be adding, trying to, you know, like, you know, make happen in downtown or so forth? Anything kind of comes up in your mind? Like you, you would like to kind of see, you know, happen down here? Well, um, there's a lot of creative people in this town mm -hmm. and I feel like they have ideas and they'll make it happen. Yeah. As long as the, the government's not in their way and making it too hard. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I would just ask people, what do you want to see? Uh, like I said, I, I am a consumer and a shopper and I like it. Um, um, there's, I'd love to see a sporting goods store down mm -hmm. here something like that yeah 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 um i don't how do you feel about it you you mentioned this big project next door uh, um well I, i mean uh we have downtown kind of uh you know it's just almost like kind of like that two blocks it's basically this block that we're on right here almost and then the other one where the theater is and so forth those are the two blocks mm -hmm. i would actually go as far as say like we need to stretch this out a little bit further out to help those other businesses, you know, that are kind of the outskirts of downtown as well, you know, yeah, put the, put the same effort that we have uh, done uh, here, uh, you know, on the central further out, you know, stretch it out, give, give everybody some help. Yeah. Main street's more than just a couple blocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yeah. know. Uh, Leah was saying something about, uh, Some of the buildings are boarded up and so forth. She didn't like that. That there was like a double standard that, you know, like, hey, we got to cut grass, but like boarded up windows, we don't care, <laughs> you know? Like, so what do you think about that? Like, do you think like uh, business owners that have just literally abandoned their buildings uh, should do something about it and we, or the city should kind of step in and like, hey, let's uh, try to make it look uh, decent so that way everybody, you know, that the city's looking good, I guess. Yeah, you know, I don't know what the city can actually, you know, actively do. Mm -hmm. you know, If they can actually even s step yeah. on and say that. Sure. Like, but, I was thinking that to myself. I was like, is, like, is that even possible? But they just need to make sure they treat everybody the same. Mm -hmm. Don't, uh, you know, don't favor certain interests. Um, and I'm not saying that I, I'm not calling out anybody specifically, but just, you know, use the same judgment with everybody. If you're holding somebody to a standard, hold everybody to the same standard. Yeah. They are holding us on the standard of cutting our grass somehow and uh, weed keeping. I don't know how that's even possible. You know? Well, you know, as, uh, uh, as the maintenance As guy the maintenance the college, guy. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, we, we sometimes get calls from the city. We have um, lots and properties off the main campus. And mm -hmm. yeah, if we get some weeds that are too tall or something that's not kept up, uh, we, we hear from the city. You hear from the city. Do you guys go out there and then cut it down or something? We do. I mean... We want to look good to the public and we want taxpayers to feel like we're using their money wisely when we care for the college. So mm -hmm. we, we don't want to get to the point where the city ever has to point anything out. So oh, um, okay. you know, occasionally, you know, we struggle, try to keep up, get behind, but um, no, we, we want to stay on top of that. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, that's cool. Um, well, so, so let me move on to the, another question. because again, I, sometimes I feel like I can get, stuck on a question <laughs> um what do you hope to accomplish as a city council member 
what's what's your what's your goal because this is going to be like a four-year commitment pretty much and you gotta go there every monday or something like that four years four years every monday um what what do you hope to accomplish um well i'm concerned about the growth and are we going to handle it well mm -hmm. um twin falls has a lot of people coming in they, yeah. they recognize what a good place it is and uh you just need to make sure you're ahead of the curve um you know basic services make sure we have the capacity to serve people uh, don't fall behind on deferred maintenance mm -hmm. it costs a lot more to catch up later which then affects property taxes and and other taxpayer supported um uh, costs um but you know we we're crossing that 50,000 person threshold. Yeah, I think we already crossed it. I think we we're at 54,000 or something mm -hmm. like that. So that city has definitely grown in size. And, uh, you know, we, we've got like two streets that everybody pretty much takes, Washington and Blue Lakes, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, it's getting packed out there now. Yeah. Um, is there anything that kind of like, you know, the city could potentially do to try to relieve traffic or anything like that? Or that's probably more like a, a Idaho Transportation Department, uh, you know, issue itself, you yeah. know? Well, it is both. Um, you know, some of those major streets um, are uh, Transportation Department right away, not Twin mm -hmm. Falls. But Twin Falls has a role. Uh, with that 50,000 threshold, um, there's new federal uh, requirements that come into play. Yeah, um, I thought buses. Are we supposed to get buses at fifty thousand or something like that? Yeah, I, I think the the simplest answer is you need to have a plan for public transportation. Yeah, and transportation. So you know, actually providing a public transportation off um, option, while also um, planning your streets. So those two so, angles. Yeah, that was thinking about that because I was like, I remember talking to Perry Gardner. She she works at CSI as well too, right? Yes. Uh, man, I know everybody now apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she was saying something about that too, where like if you hit a particular uh, like a number, then you have to kind of go into you know like provide public transportation or so forth. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, how the heck are they going to do that with the way that the city is built? You know, the, the thing is, uh, you know, Twin Falls. I you know the only way you get around is you have have your own car. You know, and uh, and then you basically you know. You take an Uber and there's some like shuttle services as far as I know, you know, so I was talking to I was talking to Leah about that. She didn't really have too much of a plan. It was more kind of like see what the people want and try to maybe potentially, you know, we were talking about like maybe like uh, some kind of Uber system with people that already have uh, cars, you know, to, you know, try to make them some kind of money, you know, yeah. what would you what do you think about like? What do you think about uh, transportation itself? Like, uh, yeah. once we once we've hit this fifty thousand, what would you like to kind of see happen? Well, she is right. Um, you need to get the citizens' input. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, you know, um, there is federal funding available to support things such as public transportation. Yeah. Uh, again, there's always strings attached when you're getting money, um, mm -hmm. and so um, to be honest, there's not there's not a nice simple answer. Um, there's other cities uh, that have done this um, that, you know, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. We can try to look to them to see what's worked for them. Yeah, but, that, that makes sense. Yeah, but really, there's not a nice, clean answer. There's no, <laughs> there is no clean answer on this one. You're not going to make everybody happy. That's no. basically the problem. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I'm assuming then you would just basically see what the people want to and then kind of weigh in all of the options. 
Yeah, and I would I would certainly look for federal money assistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being careful that there's not strings attached that we're going to regret in the future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what those strings <laughs> attached, but you know, who knows? Um, all right, moving on to the next question here that I had. Uh, I, I wrote down, you know, if you received one million grant, but then when we were talking about this, I was like, one million is not that much money. <laughs> and so we're like, well, like if you receive ten million dollars in grant funding, right? I'm like, here's ten grand. You're on city council. You're know, like, oh, I mean, well, not ten grand, ten, 10 million, 10 million. Yeah. 10 million. We get ten million uh, dollars, and you can spend it however you want. What do you, what do you think, uh, sh- what do you think we should do with that money then? That's a good $10 question. $10 million. How would you spend it? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, as a city council person. As a city not, council not person. A that is a, a time, yeah, right? exactly. Um, you know, like buy a couple uh, Lamborghinis. and. Uh, well, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, other parts of Main Street that have kind of languished that property owners haven't felt like there was a, the right opportunity for them to improve their properties or bring, you know, start a business or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe that money could provide some sort of a tax break incentive. Uh, to people that are willing to stick their neck out there and 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 do some new development, um, I don't know. Um, you know, the city has a strategic plan. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there's eight points of focus. Probably refer back to that and say what what could we help on these points. Um, you know, that was a a citizen driven plan. Uh, mm-hmm. The city got a lot of input from citizens, so refer back to that. Start there. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. So it's I, like it's ten good, million dollars. It's good that I'm coming on your podcast, so I have time to think about these. <laughs> think about and, these yeah. things, and you're like, "What? How am I going to spend ten million dollars? I don't know." You know. Yeah. I mean, you could always just throw it at costs, such as you know maintaining your infrastructure. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's a one time you spend it and you're done. Yeah. It'd be nice to spend it to something that you know pays back. So. Yeah. 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 I know um, I was helping with the economic development, uh, some kind of economic development, uh, and we were going to, we went to Rupert, and they were doing something where they were like uh, helping these buildings that, you know, like they were going to build up their facade, you know, like the front of it, how it looks like, you know, get it all nice and looking. And then they were going to basically, pay half or something like that for that. So the owners of the building pay half and then the other person does the other half or, or something like that. I'm not 100% sure what the yeah. details of that is, but I like yeah. that idea of like taking the whole downtown, like, listen, we'll match, you know, like whatever you guys put in as kind of like, you know, a match yeah. system. So that way everybody's trying to bring up, you know, downtown. But then it's like, well, what about these other places? You know, the... the uh, Twin Falls is just not downtown. You got all of these other businesses and yeah. so forth. So how would you... They have something like that for like the sidewalks. Right, where it kind of incentive the, the property owner. They have to have some skin in the game, but mm-hmm. there's also an incentive that the city's paying mm-hmm. half. Yeah. yeah, so like the city's helping people uh, make sidewalks or something like that. It's, uh, it's like a match program, essentially. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a good idea. Um, I mean, $10 million... Yeah, that's a lot, but it would also go really fast. It would go really fast. Yeah. Uh, I think the city has like a budget of sixty-six, maybe seventy million. I'm not sure. I can't remember the last time I looked at the uh, budget uh, itself. Yeah. It's, it keeps growing every year because the population. Yeah, it's over seventy million now. Seventy million a year. 
this blows my mind that we have $70 million and then uh, uh, we just burn it every year pretty much on Twin Falls. Yeah. Some, some people, I, I guess, what would you say to people like, you know, like for most citizens, they're like, if they're like 70 million is a lot of money, like where is this money going? And I've really kind of looked at where this money is going. A lot of it is going for like people, you know, like that are working there and so forth, you know? So... Well, I, I told you I'm kind of a, a nerd and I was worried about being exciting and what what, what would I say today, but mm -hmm. here's an example of me being a nerd. So I, I printed out the uh, the most recent budget, which... Uh, yeah, I city. love looking at the budget. So, you know, it's so funny because like somebody, when I was talking to Perry, I was like, I was like, I love looking at the city budget. Look at this. Well, this That's amazing. It. I love uh, it. Uh, this is, I need a copy of this. Well, I'll leave it with you. Oh, uh, heck you, you yeah. Can, you can read it page this by page. This is I'm amazing. Sure. I love this. But, no, you're right. I mean, over $70 million every year. It's a lot mm -hmm. of money. Um, but, uh, you know, the services that we're provided, we kind of count on them being there. Um, so it's that careful balancing of act, or balancing act of, okay, we have taxpayer supported funds we get revenue from fees for services yeah and it all goes out the door every year i love i love seeing this in front of me uh because primarily because i've seen this many times i've looked into it but it's so long you know and the thing is i don't feel like citizens of twin falls are looking at this as much as they should be you know what i mean because like in my opinion I think every penny needs to be spent to its best capabilities, essentially, yeah. you know? But it's hard because, um, yeah, I mean, it is kind of boring. Yeah, they, it's uh, pretty boring. <laughs> they have public meetings about it, but it, it's just not exciting. It, it, it is boring. Yeah, they basically spend a whole year trying to, like, you know, they're reworking little different sections and stuff like that, and it's like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. But it affects us all. I mean, it does yeah. indeed affect us all. Some of the pricing that I've seen there blows my mind. Um, I don't like looking at it sometimes because like I start looking at how much things cost and I go nuts uh, seeing uh, the pricing on some of these things. It's like, what? Yeah. Anything specific that is like the forefront of your mind right now? Oh, my God. Like, you don't want to know how much like street lights cost. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, are you kidding me? Uh but again, it basically, the way I kind of see this uh, uh, piece of paper itself is like, it shows you like, okay, this is where all of that $70 million is basically going to. And my understanding is, uh, so you're going to be coming on, uh, well, potentially coming on. Uh, it's like whoever wins the race itself, you're going to be getting on city council. The 2022 budget is already set. That's right. So... Um, you technically would be uh, working on the 2023 budget, essentially. So what people don't understand is like you, you know, like even when we get new people in, you guys aren't really making the changes until like uh, a year down the road till 2023, basically. Yeah. Now, that budget year goes from October 1st to October 1st. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, you get elected uh, January 1st, you're sworn in, but any budget you have uh, influence over. Yeah, you're like, oh, I have yeah. these great ideas. Well, we already set that budget. I mean, what are you talking about? Yeah, so you guys, they're literally a year ahead, basically, to just try to keep up with the, the you know, with, with this monstrosity, I guess, you know? Um, would you, you know, would you be 
up uh, like uh I, I like this paper but the thing is like it needs to be represented in a way that you know like more people look at it and more people uh understand what's going on with the funding that we have do you have any kind of like you know would you you know be opposed to like well, let's try to simplify this for you know like hey here you go you know like this is yeah. a this well, is an interactive way i think google or facebook try to do something like that with our overall budget of federal or something like that they try like here's that here's where that money's going to yeah well you know actually the city manager in preparing the recommended budget put together a powerpoint presentation mm -hmm. which helped me a lot because instead of being 260 some pages it was maybe 30 mm -hmm. and it's got more charts not all the small numbers but the aggregate of numbers you know um yeah it would be great I need to, to see that PowerPoint. That. So, uh, <laughs> but even that, you know, it's still a slide by slide. I like your idea of something more, I guess, interactive. Something more interactive, kind of seeing exactly how the 77 million is. Because, you know, in my opinion, $77 million is a lot of money. You know what I mean? I feel like if you have $77 million, you can do some stuff with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it, it is a lot. Um, there's a few things uh, that could be better, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. um, but when you look at the fees and the taxes that Twin Falls pays compared to other cities of about the same size, you know, we're we're average or a little bit uh, better as far as the, the cost that we bear. Um, I don't know if I worded that right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing, though. Even if we're doing good, you've got to stay on the ball because it's really easy to get behind or, you know, let those costs get out of control yeah yeah makes sense well cool well well have fun uh potentially working on the 2023 you know budget itself because at that point it'll be probably like 80 million uh that we can go ahead and spend uh a year um all right let's keep on moving on here because like i said we're only just a few questions in uh what would you say makes you stand out from other candidates? Uh, why should people, you know, what, what's, you know, what's, what's makes you stand out from like Leah and then uh, uh, the other girl, I keep forgetting her name. Hannah Cameron. Hannah. I, Hannah. I probably am not supposed to be, you know, advertising yes, for my you're, opponent. Yeah, you're like, stop advertising oh. these other uh, opponents. Yeah. Um, I don't know them well, so I, yeah. I, uh, I don't want to say anything that I, uh, you know, don't know, but... Um, I can speak about myself. Mm -hmm. Just um, I have a lot of experience both in leadership and project management and managing big budgets. Yeah. Um, before being at the college, I was a construction project manager, um, did a lot of infrastructure projects in town. And so, you know, working for a private company, you're bidding, you got to be the cheap bidder to get the work and then mm -hmm. you still got to make money at it. Yeah. And um, you've got to coordinate with businesses and homeowners that you're affecting when you're doing your work. Um, you've got to uh, cooperate with the city employees that are overseeing it. Um, and, uh, you know, I have an understanding of that stuff. I mean, no, it's not the exciting stuff. People don't want to think about the sewer pipe under the, the road yeah. um, or that type of stuff. But um, it's it's important. You're, every time you flush your toilet, you're glad you have that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, just, uh, you know, when you're supervising projects like that or running a department like I do now, mm -hmm. there's a lot of employees and you have to understand how to, uh, um, you know, both motivate them and hold them accountable. 
you need to have that mutual respect. You can't just say, well, I'm the boss, so that's the way we're going to do it because hmm. that won't get you far very long. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, my experience doing that type of stuff, I believe, is what's going to make me different from the others. As far as I know, they don't have that type of experience. Yeah, yeah. It okay. seems like you got some, like, you know, working for the city or doing stuff for the city, I guess, experience and managing uh, teams and budgets. Pretty cool. All right. Um, uh, do you have, uh, you know, do you have any ideas how to improve Twin Falls in general? Like, what, uh, do you have any ideas that, like, oh, like as soon as I get into city council, I'm going to go ahead and try to make this happen? Like, like free pop machines on every corner? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. What do you, well, you know, what's in it for us? You know, how are you, you know, like, how are you going to get some of that $77 million in my pocket, you know? Yeah. Um, really, I just want to keep the good things going, going. Mm -hmm. um, there has been a lot of improvement in town. Uh, for example, commercial development on Main Street, it's a good thing. Um, I want to, you know, we have a great job market. Um, there's healthy employment. Here. Everybody's hiring now. So yes. yeah, you could, you know, if you need a job, you're like, I can't find a job. You're you know, yeah. total lie. <laughs> um, as far as things that concern me, uh, affordable housing. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, there's not a simple answer for that. Yeah. We need um, more cheaper houses. Come on. Yeah, come on, Spencer. We need, yeah. we need cheap houses that we, we can do. all like uh, afford and, you know, not be spending, you know, like crazy amounts of money, I guess. Yeah. You know, I talked to that we have a healthy environment for business and commerce, but if we have people that have a quote unquote good job, but that good job still doesn't get them a, an affordable apartment or they can't save to make a down payment on a house, mm -hmm. that's a problem. Yeah. That's um, a big problem. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, Twin Falls has space to expand. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, we just need to be careful that we don't make it regulations too tight, too stringent, that people are discouraged from um, building new stuff. Yeah. I, you know, I would go as far as, like, uh, let's get a bunch of builders, like, uh, as many builders as we can just build houses everywhere, you know. But then it's like, oh, are we going to have enough... Uh, you know, like jobs to account, uh, accommodate for all those houses going in and so forth. Uh, yeah. Something that's happened in other cities that are bigger is uh, they've approved accessory dwelling units. So if you're a person that say you own a home mm -hmm. and you have room to add like a, a mother-in-law suite or a, an apartment, you know, to your home, um, it's a, it's a way for local people, not a big corporation uh, from out of state that's investing, but local people to provide housing where they can get some income from it. Yeah, and also, Airbnb it or something too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it just provides more inventory. You know, if you have more supply, um, in theory, the price is going to come down. Um, I think some people may be concerned because they worry about quality of their neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful. But again, other cities have done it and found ways to make it work. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have like a you know, like a city that you're like these guys are doing a really good job? We should try to emulate some of their uh, practices. Do you have one that comes in mind? Because like you know, a lot of times I see like uh, Boise always always like ahead of us somehow, you know. But they got probably way more than seventy uh, million, seventy-seven million dollars yeah. that and, they can burn. You and know, housing is even more expensive there. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. You know, like an example. Um, I, yeah, I can't think of any one city that has all the keys together. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, uh, 
you know, northern Idaho, the Coeur d'Alene area, they're working on a pretty good uh, transportation plan, it sounds like. Um, the next couple of years, we'll see if it, if it works. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we can watch them for, like, transportation. Um, for housing, um, we're doing... I, I know I'm just complaining that we need more affordable housing. Yeah. But at the same time, there's not many places cheaper to live unless you're going to smaller, more rural towns where there's not jobs. So I think Twin Falls just needs to be mindful of that and think about how can we have development standards and a comprehensive zoning plan that makes it feasible for someone to build affordable housing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants the American dream. You know, you got to get a house, picket fence, you know. And uh, I think, you know, uh, and again, I don't know how much the city has available for uh, like I don't really understand like uh, how how this how how it all works, but you know, I'm not even sure if there's land. Do you know if there's land that they can still build on? Because I know a lot of builders they buy a lot of land and then they basically like okay, hey, you want a house? Well, these are the lots that we've bought. To pick a spot or something like that. Uh, so I don't know how many lots are available for building oh man i wish that was like a simple thing to kind of know it's like oh yeah. we've got like uh you know like twenty thousand lots you know that would be kind of uh, nice to know um there there are um yes and no um there's land available mm -hmm. um there's lots that are waiting to be built um, yeah it sounds like the city does have the capacity for sewer and wastewater uh to let that happen uh but the builders just can't keep up right the now. The builders. We need yeah. builders. And I'm not saying they're doing a bad job. They're just in incredible demand right now. Um, there's probably a bit of holdup getting new plats. So, you know, if you have a chunk of, of land, mm -hmm. you've got to go through a formal process to get it subdivided so yeah. you can sell the lots. Um, probably the plan reviewers are having a hard time keeping up with those and getting them approved and through quickly yeah it's um, like why do you think everybody's now wanting to buy a house what's the deal with that well i mean my opinion is people just think twins a great place and they want to either stay here or move here mm -hmm. oh, uh, do you see that i mean what do you think yeah i mean i you know I, I think people see like you know if they're renting you know then you're not really making any money out of that you know it's like you're just burning flushing money you know um so but you know having a house basically kind of is like you know like you know you're paying it off and so you're building value you know like you're like uh you know you can potentially you know if you sell it you can make some extra money on it so it's kind of like a way to make some extra money essentially is what's going on and i think everybody's like yeah i want to do that now let's go <laughs> you know but yeah. then it's like but everybody's like well sorry all of the houses and i've been seeing some stuff on the market you know like they kind of go up and then down so you never kind of know how Oh, the the the, mar, uh, the housing market is constantly fluctuating. But would you say then one of your things uh, being a city council would be try to figure out some kind of way so everybody can uh, you know? And again, this is like this is not one city council person can make this happen. It's like the whole collective city council has to figure out like let's you know figure out a way to you know like make a housing easily buildable here and so forth. You know? Yeah, that's one of my goals and. Like I said, I don't have all the answers, but um, yeah, it's not a I'm, simple. I'm an easy person to talk to, and I'm open to ideas. And, yeah, and yeah, I I want to hear from experts and voters and everybody. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. Um, so moving on to more questions here that I've got. We're, we're getting through some of these. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, so this goes back to the the transportation department, uh, the transportation options. Like, uh, how do you feel about the transportation options currently available in the city? So, yeah. Um, I wish it was easier to get around on a bike. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and we're starting to see that. There's more citizens that have spoken up about it. Uh, the city is including bike paths in their master transportation plan. Yeah. So we just need to keep that going and make sure there's people in the council to advocate for that. Yeah. yeah. Do you go, um, do you go road, uh, do you do a lot of road biking or do you do like downhill mountain biking? Uh, mountain biking. And then I have a, a, not like a racing road bike, but like a casual, maybe called a commuter bike. Mm -hmm. It's just fun to ride down the shoulder of the road, sidewalks. Um, when the weather's nice, it's just fun to do that on a Saturday. Uh, take your kids with you and instead of driving to mm -hmm. to the great big box store yeah ride, yeah ride your bicycle downtown with your kids and do your shopping down there yeah 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 and I, um I, i've been slowly getting into biking myself i got like a road bike and i got like a downhill bike you know wow. i've been going to like soldier and then uh oh yeah I don't know if you've ever tried that, but that's a lot of fun. Uh, we did that like uh, last Saturday. Oh man, so much fun! Uh, but the season is over now, so we gotta wait all yeah. till they reopen and so forth. Uh, so, how about road biking? Do you have the uh, Lycra outfit? No, I don't have any of that. I have a road bike. Uh, we attempted to do a hundred miles one day. Um, so I, we took off from like the dog park and we made it all the way to Mountain Home, and I was dead at that point with zero training. Wow. Yeah, can you believe that? <laughs> and then what'd you do when you got there? Uh, we were tired, and I called somebody, and then I was like, "Come pick me up! I'm dying." <laughs> so we got uh, we got picked up, and then we got driven back to uh, Twin Falls. Yeah. But my goal was to try to make it to Boise, and I didn't make it. So it'll be a part two. Maybe you can be part of it, huh? Well, what do you I, think about uh, making 130 or 40 miles to Boise? Give me a chance to train first. Uh, train first. <laughs> Zero training. <laughs> That's the uh, tricky part about this. Is like we just do it. No training. Yeah, just jump in. Just do it. Yeah. Um, so and and then what do you think about the traffic uh, in? Um, uh, Blue Lakes and uh, Washington, I guess. Uh, like I said, you know, when I first moved here, it was much less traffic, obviously. Uh, but now, since the population is going and those are the main streets, that's where everybody kind of goes. Uh, do you think, you know, you, if you think about like adding a bus system now, it would just ruin, uh, in, in my opinion, I think, uh, um, traffic in uh, Blue Lakes because you got to stop a bus. Where are you going to stop a bus, you know? It's yeah. got to be pulled off somewhere, you know? Yeah. You know, busing uh, is something that some people need and want for sure. It's not going to solve most of the problem. Um, a couple things. I think that having areas like downtown developed where all mm -hmm. the development is not just that choke point on Blue Lakes getting close to the canyon, you know, that disperses people out. Um, we have a lot of traffic especially trucks that are just passing through and they cross the prime bridge because that's the only bridge. Mm -hmm. um, another bridge would be nice. That's really out of the control of the city council. Yeah, I think they're but, working on that. Yeah, I, I know um, the state's been looking at it for a long time and uh, I don't know when that will happen, but we have a lot of through traffic 
Yeah, the, the trucks still do come through uh, Blue Lakes. They're supposed to go take a right, uh, you know, go towards Washington or something like that. Yeah. And then exit that way out. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if uh, they're really enforcing, uh, you know, because sometimes trucks do need to go through to the other end of the town. So it's like, it's like, how do you, how do you know, you know, who's supposed to be there and who's not, you know? Yeah. Um, something else that I talked to uh, Leah was uh, graffiti. I've been seeing sometimes, I don't know, when I go biking, uh, I guess, into like Rock Creek, you see a lot of uh, graffiti there. You also see a lot of graffiti at uh, Augur Falls. I mean, it's popping up. I mean, during the pandemic and stuff like that, it's like these people, uh, again, it looks like to be primarily like teenagers or who, who are doing this, yeah. the graffitiing. Do you have any kind of solution or any ideas of what you would try to do to combat, you know, graffiti or so forth? Um, yeah, I think you kind of have to have a defense and an offense. Um, there's some people that just need that outlet. Um, you know, maybe we need to have um, places where they can do that. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also people that just have malicious intent. And, uh, you know, at the college, we deal with graffiti. Yeah. And do you, what do you, do you have some kind of chemicals or how do you get rid of it? Yeah. Um, a pressure washer and pressure washer. Gra graffiti removal chemicals. Mm -hmm. What we find, though, is you have to get rid of it right away if it's there it inspires or triggers other people. Listen to this guy. I need to have Parks and Rec listen to this <laughs> right here. Get rid of it immediately. But what, they're, what they typically say is like, well, I'll just come back really quickly. No, no, I don't think so. Because uh, like, uh, you need to re definitely get rid of it immediately. Yeah. And it's probably tough for Parks and Rec because, um, you know, we're complaining about the $77 million that goes to the city. <laughs> yeah. So they're trying to, you know, they only have so many people. Uh, it's harder to take something like a pressure washer down to Augur Falls, right? Mm -hmm. But but I have experienced that at CSI that if we remove it immediately, it seems to curb it. If it sits there for a few days or a week, other people see it and it... it it's just a bad look for the city itself. You know, we, we uh, you know, I, what I uh, helped with this, um, I forgot what the company was. We made an app where you, if you see the graffiti, take a photo, puts a pin, tells you graffiti's right here, right? Yeah. And then my whole plan was that it was like, give this to Parks and Rec and be like, hey, get it cleaned up immediately, you know? So that way it's out of there. And, you know, I have actually seen it help a little bit, which, so I think like technology, even like that, where citizens can go ahead and pinpoint exactly where it's at. So eyes and ears for, eyes and ears for, uh, for this, you know, uh, so that way it gets immediately done. I would actually go as far as like bumping that uh, fee to like $1,000. So if they do get caught, their parents have to pay like $1,000 to the city itself. And I'm pretty sure that kid is never going to go ahead and... Uh, Graffiti again, you know, they, they may get spanked or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I definitely think it need, we need to put a pin on it, you know, like uh, get it uh, under control itself. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's sad to see nature defaced, but um, also if you're a business owner and it happens to your property, mm -hmm. especially if you're, you know, trying to make your dollar stretch, you don't want to be worried about graffiti. Graffiti, yeah. Yeah, so I like I like your idea. Definitely getting it done, cleaned up immediately, and having a way to you know 
um, you know, alert uh, who needs to clean it up as well. Because I hate seeing it sit there. Yeah. Because, like you said, it just uh, it needs to be cleaned up right away. Otherwise, uh, it just looks bad and attracts other people to do it as well too. It's yeah. like, well, they don't really care about this. No, 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 no. You need to clean it up immediately. Is basically. Um, this is a one we never got to with Leah itself. It's about the dog park. I don't, do you have a dog or anything like that? I do. I didn't want to have a dog. <laughs> and I got talked into it, and now I love her to death. Yeah. Her name's Penny. Oh, okay. She's a troublemaker, but she's also very sweet. But, uh, sorry, dog park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, well, tell me more about yeah. your dog. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so you were asking about the dog park? Like, yeah, like yeah, like I said, I mean, like, um, so I don't know if you uh, looked at uh, this here, uh, how much Parks and Rec gets. I think part of that money, more of that uh, $77 million needs to go into Parks and Rec because uh, I really want them to fix, uh, make the dog park the best dog park that you've ever seen. You know, there's got to be the best dog park uh, it gets used a lot. Yeah, it? the thing yeah. is, like, uh, it's the most used park of all of the parks, but it doesn't have like uh, too much money that goes into it. They just mow the lawn. We're good. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's like let, let's so, look at these other yeah. communities and what they've done and yeah. make our dog park good too. So let's go back to that ten million dollars. Let's say uh, sitting right here, um, mm -hmm. and you could use some of it for the dog park. Yeah. What, oh, heck yeah. what, what would you add there? What'd you do? Oh yeah. Uh, well, obviously a shelter. So there's no shelter there in like yeah. winter. Like uh, people are like huddled. Like have you ever seen like these people around like a bonfire with a drum? You know, <laughs> they're all huddling there. You know. Yeah. We're freezing. We need some kind of shelter. <laughs> so uh, obviously a shelter, a way, um, you know, I, again, there's so many ideas these other cities have done uh, and it could be implemented in our city itself. So I, it's like we're not needing to reinvent the wheel. We just need to look at what other people have done. It's like, that's a great idea. Let's make it happen here. Yeah. So, and the thing is like, I think Parks and Rec needs more money. Yeah. Um, I need to do some more research because I do know that they do have a master plan for parks. Uh, two areas they're focusing on is um, Durkee's Lake, yeah. improving parking and access down there. And then uh, the Canyon Rim Trailhead, uh, specifically at the the what do you call it the pole line eastland curve yeah yeah um they are going to improve that i don't know if the dog park is on the there dog so park is not to, on the master plan yeah, and maybe maybe what? it is but I, it's a good yeah, question, it's, it's not it's no. uh it's not i've listened i've looked at that uh oh, okay, okay. It, it ain't there they're just it's a little bit neglected so hopefully hopefully 2023 you know uh you know you're like remember this if you get elected remember the dog park okay so, so i know you're trying to get through questions but what kind of what tell me about your dog Oh, uh, yeah, I have a husky, and we go there a lot. Um, lots so of energy. Lots of energy, so she needs to kind of burn it. As far as the dog park, I would also uh, say that uh, we only have one in town, so it doesn't matter where you're in town, you got to drive all the way over there. I would basically make it so that, you know, if some of these parks are, like, even sectioning off a section of a park so that way it's like a little fence where you can put a dog uh like a bunch of dogs in there so that way not everybody has to travel you know all the way to uh it's like washington and it's kind of like um yeah. it's like in that area it's called baxter dog park i don't know if you've ever uh, seen it yeah yeah um 
Um, I've been there a couple times. I've never taken my dog Penny there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only had her a year and a half. Mm. But um, yeah, I've been to uh, Baxter Dog Park. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned the husky. That's right. You do have some of your videos with the husky. Yeah, that's my dog. <laughs> yeah, Sasha. Uh, yeah, we we basically were either hiking, um, uh, or at the dog park, or scooting around. I have like a scooter, like an uh, like a scooter, mm-hmm. and I attach um, I attach her with like this stretchy leash. Oh, great! And then. Uh, <laughs> This sounded like a bad idea, but it actually works fine. Uh, you like uh, you, and then she just runs. So I run her like three or four miles, uh, and then it's like, thank you, electric scooter. <laughs> Sustainable transportation. Sustainable right transportation. Okay, now talking about the uh, the. I guess, let me move on to the next question here. I was gonna go into something, but then I was like, nope, okay. nope. <laughs> Uh, oh, look, affordable housing. That's what I wrote down, question mark. And you already kind of talked about that a little bit. So we'll skip that. So uh, I'm going to basically say you're pro, pro affordable housing because you want people to go ahead and be able to um, obviously you know, be able to live, work, and afford a house here. Yeah. You know, Live, work, and play. The, live, work, and play. The work and play doesn't work if you can't live um do you have any polit uh polit- political experience uh none uh i was gonna say well i went to idaho state university mm-hmm. and i was on the election committee okay for, for student government yeah pretty pretty minor stuff <laughs> you're like pretty uh, minor yeah. stuff no, here nothing like this i've never ran for an office where i needed to be voted for mm-hmm. not even in high school or anything like that how, how did you find that process? Uh, was it confusing? Because, uh, you know, I feel like not a lot of people even understand how it even works. Like, I understand how it works. You got to get a form, you got to f- fill it out, and you got to pay, like, you either need to have people sign or uh, pay a fee, essentially. How did you yeah. find that uh, process? Well, in this day and age, started with Google. Mm-hmm. Um, I did ask people uh, who are on city council, and they're busy. Uh, I could tell they were trying to be as kind as possible and patient, but you know, they don't have time to walk you through everything. But yeah, um, yeah just start asking. And then, um, you know, um, finally found out I start at the Twin Falls City Clerk. They yeah. have the forms and people are pretty helpful. Um, you, if, you, if you can figure out at least where to start and ask questions, people are pretty helpful. Yeah, I find it, um, I find it crazy that a population of like 54, 57,000, whatever it is, you know, that one seat is not even being challenged. They're just like letting it be, <laughs> you know? Seat number six. Seat um, number three. six. It's like uh, nobody was like, because like uh, city council does get paid too, you know? Like it's not a lot, obviously, because you guys only show up on uh, one day uh, on Mondays, basically. And uh, so but, nobody was like, yeah, well, I don't need the money. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> or I, mean, I don't want to even challenge uh, yeah. this position itself. I was trying to talk, get Christopher Reed on here as well, too. And uh, he was supposed to be here yesterday, but he had to travel somewhere. So that got postponed. So we'll, uh, I wanted to kind of just talk to him more about like what his day to day was and, uh, you know, how, how city council, like what he's learned so far, I guess, in his four years. I think he's already been there four years. I don't know. Um. I'm trying to remember. Uh, 
I don't remember if he actually got appointed partway through and then had to run or if he just straight up ran and did his four years. But yeah, he's the only one of the candidates that uh, knows what it's like to actually be on city council. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, hopefully we'll get him on the podcast as well to kind of see how it is to be on city council. All right, well, we're getting close to uh, getting almost all these knocked out. Um, how do you plan to involve uh, residents in the decision-making process? Uh, so, like you said, you know, I know Leah said, like, well, we need to get, we need to get everybody involved. But how do you plan to get them involved? Um, well, there are formal processes for it, right? But maybe people don't know about it, feel comfortable about it. Um, I'm a, a pretty easy person to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's part of it, just being approachable. Because like I said, there's the formal processes to go through, but um, not everybody feels comfortable doing that or feels like it's worth their time. They may feel like, well, I could do that, but no one's listening anyways. Yeah. And so I'm just relying on those that do know me to realize that, yeah, Spencer's a guy you can talk to. He's reasonable and um, we'll hear what you have to say. So. That's, yeah, that's not a fancy answer, but it's 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 sincere. Yeah, what what would you say to the people that like they don't feel like they've got a voice in the community itself, like to city council, like 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 for example, like some people may feel that their voice is not represented by city council itself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how would you try to like bridge those people and kind of like get them involved and so forth and talking, I guess, uh, yeah. uh, with you. Um, or do you feel there is like this thing where, uh, as it stands right now, do you think everybody's properly represented in city council itself? Um, I know there's people that don't feel like they're represented for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I have probably a half a dozen ideas. Um, the first one that comes to mind though is um, the youth council. So Mayor Hawkins, who is not running for reelection, but she was an advocate to get the youth council going. And so that's um, teenagers who have interest in this. And I think that that's one way. Um, and I'm not saying I'm giving up on the, the adults, mm-hmm. but that's just one way to get people more comfortable being involved. And, um, you know, you go to our schools and that's a good cross section of our community as far as um, um, ethnic background, uh, male and female. I mean, start with them, get them involved. Yeah, there's a big pool of different cultures and different types of people in Twin Falls. Uh, you know, we've got a pretty decent population itself. So, well, Twin Falls is pretty crazy. Um, you know, I, as a young kid in school, there was a bunch of uh, refugees and immigrants from uh, Laos. Um, there's a big Laotian community. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was in junior high and high school, uh, there was a lot of people from Bosnia and other um, European and uh, Eastern European countries. Um, we have a huge Latino community. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's it's amazing. We're this small rural town in the middle of farm fields and desert, but we have people from all over the world. Yeah, yeah, we have people all over the world in Twin Falls, Idaho. Um, here's a here's another one. Here, we only have a few more questions. Uh, we're at thirteen out of seventeen. <laughs> so. Uh, if someone came to you with a proposal to build a new piece of public, uh, like a infrastructure, uh, how do you evaluate whether or not the project's wor- uh, is worth implementing? I guess so. Like somebody's like, oh, yeah, I want to build this. 
how do you evaluate that like yeah let's approve this yeah. essentially um are you talking to say like a, a new housing oh, yeah, like a, a like uh, a subdivision or maybe like a, a new business wants to build uh i don't know like even like this right here how do you how do you evaluate how do you make a how do you make a decision like yeah this is a good idea or so forth um you know at that point when the idea is already there you know you're legally bound by your comprehensive planning zone and uh um you know the the laws and regulations you already have so you really just have to be ahead of that and you need to look at your strategic plan and your comprehensive zoning plan so that in the future those um projects would or wouldn't be approved because once it's already before you for the most part you're really bound by the established rules and laws mm -hmm. um and again that strategic plan that's a largely citizen driven plan and that's where city council members need to be accessible and hear what citizens are telling them um yeah cool cool um there's another one here um what uh, if elected what steps would you take to put our city uh on a firmer financial footing like what, what would you try to do to you know make sure that we i guess it, it already seems like by nature itself the funding is going up every year but would you do anything else to make sure that the city you know like i don't know if the city i haven't looked into if the city has any debt um i um again Disclaimer, I could be wrong, but looking through this and sitting through uh, more than half of the budget uh, meetings they had, I don't believe there's any debt now. Uh, there was um, uh, debt for a, a water improvement project mm -hmm. that they paid out. Um, and again, I, I hope I'm not wrong, but yeah. I, I don't believe there's any debt now. Um, we are on pretty healthy financial footing, so we just need to make sure we stay ahead of the growth, don't get behind um, because then that's when things get really expensive. Yeah, yeah. You're, we're kind of like approaching this, like Student Falls is growing. It's like, okay, we need to spend this money as perfect as we can, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel uh, like the city is wasting city budget? That's a good one. I yeah. like that. Like, here it is right here. Do you feel that's being wasted? Um, not that I'm aware of, no. Mm -hmm. um, the, the portions of the city that I've interacted with I feel like the money's being spent wisely. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and again, I don't know everything. I don't know it all, but what I see, um, they're doing pretty good. There's been projects in the past that a lot of um, voters have complained about. Mm -hmm. um, those are several years behind us now, and you could still argue whether or not they were worth it. Um, I'm not getting into it because, like I said, it's past us. It's right past now. us, yeah. Yeah, I think right now we're good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, you speaking of, like, you know, you got to see the city manager's uh, PowerPoint. Uh, what is your opinion of the city manager and uh, the job he's doing? Is he doing a good job or is he doing a bad job? What do you think about, you know? Because yeah. he basically, it's basically, you, know, you got city council, all the members. Then uh, uh, who really kind of like talks to city council is the city manager. That's right. And... Uh, you got the city attorney. Those are the kind of the two people underneath, uh, underneath that. And then city manager then branches off to like, you know, like these other departments, uh, the, the main people and so forth. So he's kind of like their boss right. of these other departments. So he's kind of like, 
he uh, comes into city council and he's like, okay, well, this is what's going on in this department, this is what's going on in this department, and so forth. Uh, what do you think? Uh, is he doing a good job or is he doing a bad job? Um, I feel like on the whole, he's doing a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that you can't always strive to do better or improve things or correct mistakes, uh, but I feel like he's doing a pretty good job. Pretty good and, job, um, okay. I don't know. I think sometimes voters like to be um, upset or have something to fight about, be outraged. Um, so I'm not saying things are perfect, but I'm saying things are pretty good. Yeah. And um, I guess, and here's another question is, um, I guess thinking, taking this from like a, like a citizen's point of view, if a citizen sees something like obviously like graffiti or like a dog park that I want some kind of improvement, how would you say was a good way to try to get the ball rolling to get city council involved and so forth. Like, so, so people don't even like what I'm seeing is like, I don't think people even try to do anything because they just don't think they have any kind of power of influencing city council or getting them to do anything or so forth. It's kind of like, almost kind of like they're in their own world. I'm not even going to try to attempt that. Like, how would you say as a citizen wanting change, what do you think, uh, would be a good way of, uh, you know, like, again, there's so many people and they probably have some pretty good ideas uh, to, you know, make city better or improve it itself. What what do you see? Would you what would you say is a good step for these people to take to make some change? Yeah, well, there's lots of avenues uh, to express your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, city council members email is public. You can email yeah. them. Um, you can approach the city staff. Um, now, some people probably feel like, well, I've done that and I'm not being heard. You know, if you have a group of like-minded people, even if it's a small group, uh, just a small handful, and you actually uh, show up to a city council meeting and you're not alone, you're with, again, I like it, right? <laughs> you know, that's pretty Bring compelling. a group of people, people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, there's lots of avenues. I guess the most effective way kind of depends on the situation. But if you have a few buddies, neighbors, friends, whatever, and you're face-to-face in front of a person telling them your concern, that's a lot harder to ignore than, you know, an email that may just get drawn out. It's like, oh, I think it was off a tangent. Who knows what? It's like, oh, this is blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, yeah, it definitely needs to be kind of like a group, I feel like, as a, you know, but even, even as an individual itself, you know, I think they should probably still take a consideration yeah. into that as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's probably people that feel like, well, you know, maybe I'm I'm shy to uh, speak at, at a public forum. On a city council, you know, in front of all these people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, watch, they, they put them online, watch a couple, see what it's like, you'll feel more comfortable, and then realize, you know, if I go there and speak, they're going to listen to me and, and, you know, I'm not going to be booed off the stage. Or, yeah, I, nobody's going to boo you. So a lot of times they're just like, all right, thank you. The next person, yeah. there's public input where people uh, have like, uh, I believe it's like five minutes where they can go ahead and say whatever they want to say, yeah. essentially. So typically the way it works is uh, each week city council is working on some stuff and then uh, they're basically passing or not passing stuff, essentially. And people can come there and uh, have their input. Again, hopefully, you know, I, I, it, it's it's like... People are not interested in this because they just think 
it'll be fine or whatever, you know. Uh, so I think I think people in general still need to see exactly what's going on, essentially. Yeah. That kind of goes back to that youth council, too. Mm-hmm. Get the youth involved and have them feel comfortable with it. And I realize that's only one small group of youth people, in yeah. the community. But it's, it's an example of similar things that could be done. I, you really need to start with the youth. I, again, I mentioned in the beginning that I wanted my kids to see me do this. Mm-hmm. I want them to feel comfortable when they're older being involved. Getting involved in government itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So oh, I even had this idea. I was like, why not take all of the uh, city council meetings, put them on YouTube. Uh, just dump them in there so that way people can uh, watch them there as well because there's a process to g- get them watched. you got to find the dates, this and that. Yeah. Uh Maybe that's another uh, crazy idea or so forth. But. I'm actually surprised someone hasn't done that. I know. Hey, listen up, city council. Take all your city council meetings and throw them up on YouTube. Easily accessible for everybody. All right. And then um, I'm just going to finish it off here because uh, we've hit that at one hour. You said you weren't. Yeah. You're, look at that. Time just flew. Time flies. <laughs> Time just flew. Um, so I guess um, what do you want to you know, like say to the people that are going to be uh, uh, potentially electing you or so forth. And, you know, just kind of like a, yeah. a final, uh, why should people vote again for you uh, to get in, you know, like why are you the best candidate versus these other people itself? Yeah, uh, it's simple. I mean, I love Twin Falls. It's where I'm, it's cool. where I'm at. It's where I'm going to stay. Mm-hmm. And um, I just am happy to put my name out there and give voters the chance to decide if they think I'm the right one or not. Perfect. All right. Well, I think we've got it, people. Um, I think this is pretty good. Yeah. You know? Well, my first podcast. For po- first podcast. First time in a microphone like this. Yeah, uh, you're like, uh, yeah, how does it feel like? <laughs> oh, all right. Well, thank you, Arnell. All right, no problem. Well, uh, that's been another candidate. Uh, I will see if I can get the rest of the people talking like this. And then uh, we'll, you know, we as... We as a whole community of Twin Falls will hopefully come to, you know, we'll, I like seeing like this, you know, that way at least they have some information about you and what yeah. you kind of think and so forth. Uh, well, so. it's a good opportunity for me. Like you said, you had no idea who I was. Nah. So that means I need to be talking. And you got to be talking, got to get your name out there, got to let everybody know who you are and so forth. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's for today's podcast. See you guys on the next one. Boop.